everyone, my name is Clay, and welcome to another episode of Terminally Nerdy's Indie Impressions, the show where I take a look at independent, non-AAA, and niche titles, giving you my quick first impressions after at least two hours of playtime. And today, thanks to a generous gift from my friend Austin, hi Austin, uh, we're going to be looking at Parkitect, the spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2. Uh, if you've played Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 or 2, You've played Parkitect, only Parkitect is a bit more advanced visually uh, and has some new mechanics to it that are not in Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2. What Parkitect is is a theme park simulator, so you're basically going to either play in sandbox mode and build your own theme park from the ground up, or you can play in scenario mode doing specific theme parks that are partially built that you have to build out within a certain, basically, area with a lot of restrictions and try to meet certain goals like having a certain number of guests, having a certain amount of money, uh, having a certain rating for your park, etc. to beat the scenario. And then in Parkitect, thankfully, when you beat the scenario, you can convert that park into sandbox mode and just keep playing it if you like the park that you've built. Honestly, I really like Parkitect. Uh, I think Austin got it for me because I had picked up Planet Coaster when it was on sale for $8, specifically to do a video on that, which I will be in the coming weeks. But uh, Parkitect was one that I've been keeping an eye on, and I've been kind of interested in it since it was announced and released. And I'm glad I've gotten to play it. Essentially... During the game, you're going to be putting down different kinds of rides. It is almost identical to Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2. You're going to have your gentle rides, your thrill rides, your various coasters, your shops, uh, your... Um, what's the other category? Your water rides, your different decoration types. But there's some new mechanics here that you got to keep an eye on, the biggest one being the decoration score. So I live in Orlando, probably about 30 minutes away from Universal Studios, about 45 minutes away from Disney, uh, about an hour away from SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. I've grown up around theme parks. I've worked in the theme parks. So I understand the concepts that they're bringing into this game with the decoration system. So this game actually, unlike Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2, has simulated stocking people. So when you put down shops, the shops won't have any stock in them. You actually have to hire haulers to move stock from your loading area into the park. And people, when they're in theme parks, don't want to see how the sausage is made. They don't want to see the back lot. They don't want to see the workers in the back relaxing out of costume and things. So this game actually simulates that by having your back lot area negatively impact your guests' enjoyment of the park. So you actually have to... When you're building these paths for your workers to walk around or you're building out your back lot and extending it so your workers have places to rest and things, you actually have to block line of sight. And it can get really frustrating sometimes. On top of that, having good decorations around your rides and having you know enough uh, benches and things around your park now actually matter as your guests will negatively will be negatively impacted if you don't have enough of this stuff around and you don't have a visually appealing park to look at. I'm bad at this. <laughs> so usually when I start the park, the very first thing I do is I pause the game and I immediately blockade my back lot with a wall and trees. <laughs> that seems to work pretty well, but it is kind of frustrating that I have to deal with that. 
Thankfully, if you're playing in sandbox mode, doesn't really matter how they feel about your park in that regard. You're not trying to beat certain goals. It only seems to matter if you're playing in scenario mode where you have to have certain park ratings. But beyond that, it's a pretty straightforward game. It's an isometric view. The visual style of all the rides and things are nice and clean and crisp. Uh, you can do a lot with decorations. I, again, am bad at it, but thankfully with the Steam Workshop integration, I can simply browse Steam Workshop and download blueprints of really cool rides with built-in decorations that people have already put together and built out. So I can actually get really cool-looking stuff within a certain theme, like maybe a bunch of jungle rides and build like a jungle section, that sort of thing. Uh, the music, pretty straightforward. It does allow you to import your own songs for your rides. So there's a specific folder that you can access uh, that you can put MP3s in, and then when you're near those rides, it'll play those MP3s. It also does that for images. Uh, I think in the footage, if you're watching this on YouTube, remember to like, share, and subscribe, you can see uh, me put a terminally nerdy banner <laughs> on one of the signs just to try it out, which is really, really cool. So you can really get into customizing your park the way you want it to. Now, it is an isometric view. You can't zoom in super close. You can't ride the rides, like with a ride camera. Uh, that stuff is stuff that's in Planet Coaster. So we will see when I play Planet Coaster how I feel about that. Now, price-wise, Parkitect is 30 bucks on Steam. I do think it's worth it. There is an expansion for it that adds a couple of more rides. You can buy uh, the Parkitect base game and the expansion for $40. I actually bought the expansion because I enjoyed it enough in my two hours that I played to want that if I go back to it. So I do think it is worth it if you're into this sort of game. Uh, also, real quick tip, you can turn off money in sandbox mode. So when you create your sandbox park, um, on the left-hand side you're going to see a list of the park types. Based on size, so it'll be like flat land, large, flat land, small. And then in the lower right near the start button will be three buttons. One will turn money on and off. One will turn research on and off. And one will turn goals on and off. If you disable money, you will still have a money meter in your game. But the game won't stop you from going completely negative as far negative as you want. I did test that. Uh, if you turn research off, you will start the game with everything unlocked. If you turn research on, you'll have to, you know, do research. Uh, and you can give yourself goals with the goal option. You don't have to. Nothing happens if you turn it off. So that is nice that all of those options are right there. Because uh, if anyone's played Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 or 2, you might remember that you couldn't get to sandbox mode without beating every scenario. And it was really annoying to do that. So I'm really glad that they're like, look, maybe you just want to build a park. So go for it. As always, thank you for watching and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Terminally Nerdy Podcast. If you want to see the video version of this, please visit youtube.com slash Terminally Nerdy. Also, you can support me on Patreon. Every dollar goes back into funding for hosting of this podcast, uh, new games, uh, advertising, everything to kind of help grow everything that I'm doing. You can find me at patreon.com slash terminally nerdy. And hey, thanks for listening. Be kind to each other and stay nerdy, everyone. See you next time.